Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today's episode number 30, and it's called Trade Try Hard for Good Enough. Bully food behaviors don't always lead to bullying, but they always limit friendship, and people aren't attracted to friends who do bully food behaviors. So this episode is about what to do instead. No more try hard, no more trying too hard. You're good enough as you are. I want to give a big warm welcome to all of you who are coming out to hear the podcast. Week after week, I'm seeing more and more listeners, which makes me very happy to know that this is helping you in some small way. I am a middle school teacher. My name is Kelly Sorg, and I'm also your host. I've been working on this podcast for the last six months to help young people or anyone who's dealing with the issue of bullying um, learn about the patterns and how to navigate them more successfully so that you can put it behind you. Um, I'm not a provider of any kind, and I encourage you to reach out to someone like that in your area if you need uh, extra special personal attention and care. And of course, I'm not all of your or most of your personal teacher, uh, so I can't give you individual instruction, but I I do hope to, as I said, give you an idea about the patterns of bullying and how to get around them. Um, so back to the topic. Bully food is any behavior, thought, feeling, or belief that feeds into the cycle of bullying um, coming off, coming from your side or on your end. So anything you do or think or believe is that is feeding the pattern, that's bully food, okay? And the list is long. It includes worrying, fearing, trying to impress or please, or be perfect, um, obeying the bully or avoiding them. It's thinking things like I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm pathetic. I des- I even deserve this maybe. Um, it's feeling anxiety, sadness, bewilderment, hopelessness, self-consciousness, or anger, all because of a belief that somehow it's you who must live up to others' standards and never it's the other way around, okay? These are all common feelings that accompany the experience of being bullied. Um, but I didn't list it all. You know, if you're feeling something that I didn't mention it, it, you're still being bullied. It still counts as bully food. Um, if you are engaged in any, as I said, behavior, thought, feeling, or belief that feeds the cycle and feeling bad about yourself counts. Bullies sense this belief, this belief that you must live up to other people's standards or please them. They sense it because it's what generates all the bully food behaviors. And I'm going to repeat it. I must live up to other people's standards because my standards aren't good enough. That's basically it. That belief leads to a cascade of bully food uh, behaviors, thoughts, feelings, actions, all of it. And we need to focus on the source of the bully food to stamp it out. So this core belief that you're not good enough or your standards aren't, aren't as good as other people's standards, uh, it breathes life into perfectionism and anxiety that define what it is to be bullied. So how do you turn it around? How do you start believing that you are in fact good enough and realize that your standards match your life better than anyone else's standards? So you should follow them first. How do you, how do you get to that point? How do you get to a place where that becomes automatic and that's just the way that you roll. Simple. You have to break the habit of what is called self-qualifying. Okay. And I'm going to explain all of this. 
I know that self-qualifying probably sounds a little bit complex. I'm going to explain it. So self-qualifying is trying too hard to feel like you're good enough. And I'm going to get into lots of different examples of this. We don't think we'll measure up when we self-qualify. We don't think we'll measure up. So we end up overcompensating. We overdo it. We overdo the compensation. We, we try to make ourselves seem qualified to whatever it is, friendship, um, being treated with respect, being a good enough student, being having enough status in our society at school, uh, living up to expectations, anyone else's expectations. Um, when we feel that we won't measure up, we overcompensate. That's just a, not everyone does it, but, but a lot of us, a lot of the people listening to this podcast or who have experienced the issues of bullying we talk about fall into this pattern and we do it to make others think we're good enough when we ourselves don't actually believe that on some level. That's why we, that's why we overcompensate is we're trying to get people to believe something about us that we deep down struggle to believe is true. Okay. And the title of today's episode is trade trying hard or trade try hard for good enough. That is the distinction we're going to make. Try hard or trying too hard is living up to what others seem to want and good enough is letting them like it or leave it. And we've talked about this a little bit in the episode where we talked about um, not trying to make people like you or not trying to make people be your friends. We're going to get into it more deeply over the course of the next few weeks, several different episodes, um, thinking about this this concept of try hard uh, and how you can adjust your behaviors and become, as I said, create a um, automatic pattern that is not trying too hard. It's common to worry about living up to other people's standards, especially when it seems crucially important to do so. It could be that you are excited about a new friend and you really, really want to impress them. Or it might be that there's, um, some kids at school who you want to fit in with more and, or you, you do fit in with, but maybe that you risk rejection if you don't keep fitting and keep doing what, um, they seem to want and following their standards. It might be that you have special feelings for someone, a crush on someone, and you really, you know, bend over backwards to make sure that they like you. Right. Um, and then it could also be, of course, dealing with someone like a bully where you are, you're not trying to make them like you. You're trying to make them leave you alone. You're trying to, it's important, highly important and almost crucial seeming that you make the the pattern stop. Okay. The more important a thing seems, the more important it is to have that thing, especially if it relates to your very success or survival, right. Or success of survival and success with other kids at school can feel like it's, you know, on, on a, on a deeper level, it can feel like it's life or death at times, not because it's truly life or death. You know, your logical mind understands that, uh, you're not in that kind of, uh, level of danger or threat at school, uh, for the most part. Um, but because when you're a kid and school is your world outside of your family and your home, um, school's a huge part of your life. And when your world feels like it's crumbling around you, that's, that, that's a life or death situation. So it's, it's kind of that subconscious part of your brain, um, that will read the situation as much more important 
crucial and a, a success of survival sort of situation, it's because you're young and you only have a few parts of your world to, um, that have become realized at this point. You don't, you aren't an adult who has a job and drives a car and can go on vacation and lives in their own place. You, you, you haven't built all that yet. So, so school's a pretty big part of your existence and it, it can be very, uh, threatening feeling when things aren't going well at school, especially if it's social. So it's pretty darn important if you are experiencing, uh, social problems at school. And, uh, that's why so many kids do try too hard to be successful. If they sense, uh, that they may not live up to someone else's standards or meet the mark of coolness or fitting in, they, they, they mistakenly think that this is this trying too hard is going to be what helps them along. And actually it does the exact opposite. So that's why I'm going to teach you about, uh, the patterns of, trying too hard and, and how to kind of, uh, find it within yourself and, and inspect your own behavior so that you can change it and move it around and make it work in your favor. So this feeling that you're not enough and you might not make the mark is what makes people start self-qualifying and they believe they must win someone over by proving themselves. And whether it's a potential friend or an intimidating bully, it's easy to place excessive amounts of importance on pleasing that person, pleasing a friend with fun or, you know, things that will impress them about you trying to make that, make yourself seem, um, ideal. And then with the bully, it would be appeasing them, trying to, uh, just do whatever it takes to make them not angry with you. So they'll leave you alone, whatever it is. Um, and the irony is that what pleases others the most is our commitment to our own standards, not theirs. It's, it's true. People want us to go along with them. They want to get their way in the, in the moment, in the short term, but that's not what impresses them. And people want to be impressed. They want to be impressed more than they want to get their way. And what impresses people is our commitment to our own standards, not theirs. Okay. People are impressed and deeply attracted to others who live by their own rules and can stand their own ground, will fill up their own cup, which means that you can fulfill yourself. You can make yourself happy. You can amuse yourself. You can, you don't need anybody to, um, make your happiness happen. Basically you, you, you generate your own pleasure and happiness and, and fulfillment in the world from within yourself. And most of all, it's attractive when people feel zero need to overcompensate to meet outside standards. So in other words, people are impressed and deeply attracted to those who know they are good enough, that they are enough as they are. If you convey to other people that you feel as though you are enough and you are good enough, it was, it's going to attract them like a magnet to you, to you as whatever is, you know, appropriate between you, whether it's to be impressed with you as a group member in a class project, or whether it's a teacher thinking, you know, giving you a grade or whether it's a friend, new friend or older group of friends, um, 
maybe facing a challenge and, you know, and the bully, the bully's going to be impressed too. If you can stand your own ground and live by your own rules and feel zero need to overcompensate to them, to their outside standards, trying too hard to meet everyone else's expectations and hoping you'll measure up by doing that is bully food. It's bully food to look outside of yourself, try to guess what other people want and be willing to give up on yourself in order to please them. That is setting yourself up to get taken down by a bully because they see that you're willing to give up on yourself, which means you're willing to hand over your power. And that's, that's the pattern right there. The belief you need to self-qualify produces all the bully food. It's the, it's the underlying pattern that results in all the thoughts, actions, and feelings that feeds into a bully taking power over you by being mean. All right. And as I said, self-qualification is a complex term. I'm going to break it down with an analogy right now and continue talking about it. And like I said, I'm going to keep working on this um, concept over the next few episodes because I want to say it in many different ways, explain it from many different angles so that all of you can understand it um, as I, as I go into it uh, further and further. Think about, here's the analogy, think about it in terms of being qualified for a job. So if you were going to self-qualify for a job, it would mean that you're trying really hard to show that potential employer how qualified you are to take that position. Okay. And it's important for an employer who might want to hire you that you demonstrate or that they see you demonstrate how qualified you are for that job. However, you can go way too far in proving yourself or trying to prove yourself to the point where they begin to doubt you. Why would you need to prove it so badly if it was true, if it was evident, if it was self-evident, meaning that you act the way you feel, you act as if you're qualified because deep down you know you're qualified, then everything you do is going to make it obvious that you're ready for that job. But if you deep down believe, I don't really feel qualified for this job, that's when you start trying to force everyone to accept that you are qualified for it. And it, 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 it's that back to that concept of congruence. So if you're feeling one way on the inside and acting a different way on the outside, it, it's a sign of insecurity. And I said it before, I can't remember exactly what episode I said this, but if you are feeling insecure and you show that you're honestly showing that to anyone around you, that's actually more confident than being insecure on the inside and pretending to be confident on the outside because everybody can see the mismatch and they know you're hiding your insecurity, which makes you doubly insecure. If you're confident enough to reveal your insecurity, that's what makes you seem confident because everybody has bad moments. Everybody has times where they doubt themselves, but the person that can say, you know what, I'm just going to be real with how I am on the inside. Um, it's going to come out on the outside. That's congruence. And that is where the, the, uh, person seeing you can believe in you and trust you. So likewise with an employer, if you were trying to qual seem qualified for the job and you overdo it, you're going to look like you don't believe on the inside, what you're trying to put out there and manipulate them really into believing about you on the outside. Okay. It comes down to what you believe about yourself. If you believe you're qualified, you will be believed. If you don't believe you're qualified, you but you do everything to make 
people think you're qualified, then they're going to sense something phony about you. And sadly, people caught in this trap of self-qualification where they, they over explain, they over impress, they, they try to please, they do everything the other person wants. They go along with, you know, without ever putting in something they would want to do. Um, they, they do all these actions in overcompensation mistakenly try, they try the hardest for the things they value the most. Okay. So it's like the more they like you, the more they want the job, the more they want the grade, the more they want the bully to leave them alone, the more that they have a huge crush and they really want that other person to notice them. The most important things, whatever they are, those are the ones where people try the hardest and then try hard causes them to lose out on that thing because it, it feels like they don't believe in themselves or they wouldn't need to try that hard. Um, it's, it's, it's a sad pattern and you know, it's not true. You might actually believe in yourself deeper down, but if you have any doubts that it's not going to work out in your favor and you're, and you're very attached to this outcome and you've put a lot of importance on it in your mind, then you are likely to overdo it and then send a mixed message of what go, what's going on on the outside isn't really what you believe. Okay. So how does this apply specifically to bullies and potential friends? Cause I said in the beginning that bully food patterns don't always lead to being bullied, but they do always lead to limited friendships. They, they limit your potential to get closer to other kids, other, you know, other people in your life as you become an adult, um, because they, are unattractive bully food behaviors. It looks like you're, you don't believe in yourself and you're, you're giving up on yourself in order to get something from someone else. Okay. The importance you place on getting a friendship going or getting a bully to leave you alone has got to be less important than living by your own standards. This is where this is the, this is the shift. Okay. You have to be able to set aside anything that seems important, a friend, a crush, a job, a bully leaving you alone, a thing that you really, really want to be able to buy one day, or maybe, uh, you know, whatever you you go in when you're older, if you go in and you buy a car and you act like you want it really, really badly, the car salesman's going to know, or salesperson's going to know that they're going to see that they can probably get a pretty high price out of you. But if you go in there and you don't act like you want it all that bad, and you don't put too much importance on getting that one car, you're going to have a lot more power to be able to negotiate. Okay. Um, So as I said, all these things that seem important have got to be less important than living by your own standards, living by your own rules and standing your ground and being in strong congruence with your inner beliefs about yourself. You have to be able to follow your own heart, follow your own path and prioritize that above any other outside thing. Because if you prioritize the outside thing, you're going to live up to the standards of that thing instead of your own standards. And it's, it's a losing game because you can't live up to standards that you don't know as well as your own. And I'm going to explain that when you live by your standards, you don't qualify to others. You make them qualify to you. I mean, of course they're going to qualify to themselves too, because they, they have their standards, but when you live by your standards, people are going to follow along with you. They're going to be, they're going to be captivated to be honest and motivated by your strength. 
and they're going to be inspired by you. They're going to th- see the confidence they wish they had a lot of the time. And they're going to, you're going to be someone that they look to, that they look up to. And it's all it comes down to is giving up the importance on everything else before you put it on your own standards of your own, what you expect out of yourself and what you expect out of others. So take the list of bully food behaviors, thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, and make them fit your standards. Here they are again, worrying, fearing, trying to impress or please be perfect, obey the bully, avoid them, thinking things like you're not good enough, or you're pathetic, or you deserve it, or feeling anxious, sad, bewildered, hopeless, self-conscious or angry, all because of the belief that somehow it's you who must live up to them, not the other way around. It's your, you living up to others' standards, not the other way around. Rather than worry about the bully and what they'll do, think about what you could do. Even if it goes no further than inside your head, in your imagination, it's still going to make them worry about you and what you might do much more than if you're worried about them. Never try to impress or please anyone that much. Okay. Even someone who is a wonderful person and you want to be close to them, you want to be their friend, or you really want that job. If you, like I've said before in this episode, and I said it a few minutes ago, if you try too hard, you're going to look like it's phony. You're going to look like you're, you're covering up on the underneath part that you don't actually believe in yourself. And then why would they believe you? If you don't believe in yourself, why would they believe you? So be yourself with something great to offer instead. Fun for the friends and attitude for the bully. Either way, you've got something great to offer. You're not there to take anything from them. You're there to offer something. Lower the bar to entry or acceptance from others by accepting yourself and validating yourself. And show everyone you can accept yourself no matter how perfect or imperfect you are in that moment. You still are okay. You're still enough. You're enough. You're good enough regardless of how uh, impressive you are that day or how bad of a mood you're in that day or how good or bad you are at doing something. It doesn't matter because you're always enough. That's what lowering the bar does. And people who have a lower bar have a lower bar because they believe they are valuable regardless of their performance, regardless of what they do, what they think, what they say, regardless of any one moment. Think to yourself, I'm good enough as long as I meet my own standards. That's the only thing that is required for you to be good enough is meeting your own standards and feel the excitement and purpose you're going to get by empowering yourself in that way. Nobody can validate you more than you can validate yourself. Nobody can be more right about you than you can be about yourself. You're the only one who can say what is a hundred percent right for you. Everyone else doesn't know you as well as you know yourself. So how could they weigh in more on what you want or what you need or what's right for you than you? And same thing for them. You can't guess what's going to be the best for them. So trying to fit to their standards is, is choosing to be less successful. Choosing to be fitting your own standards is going to make yourself stand out and everybody's going to notice that you, um, you value yourself. You can and should acknowledge everybody else's standards out of kindness and respect to them, but not at the expense of your own and not to get something from them. You don't respect people and show kindness to them to get something from them. You do it because you recognize them as equal and worthy 
as a human being and that you treat everyone with kindness and respect, but it's not going to be over your own treatment of yourself. And it's not because you want something. It's not because you, it's not because you're needy for something. Look for ways you may be trying too hard right now to meet other people's standards and root them out. Your attempts to make them see you differently by, uh, you know, impressing them or following along with them, whatever it is, that's manipulative. You might not be correctly guessing what they want anyway. Even if you are, it's a losing game. As I said, you're never going to root out everything that anyone else could potentially criticize about you, but you can root out your own need to measure up to other people's ideas of perfect. You don't want to measure up to them anyway. It's your life and your idea of perfect is more right for you than anybody else's. So you can only live up to what this world wants if you include yourself in the equation because the world includes you. If you leave yourself out, then you're not, you're, you've already failed. And it's impossible to please everyone every time anyway, but you can always satisfy your own standards. You can always satisfy yourself by following, living up to your own standards, which will please the ones in your life who are important and it will disappoint the ones who aren't. And you actually want to do that. Disappointing the bully is what will send them packing. They don't, if you disappoint a bully, that you, that means they're not getting the bully food from you. And guess what? They're going to go find someone who will give them the bully food. And it's sad for that person. And hopefully they are able to find uh, materials like this that help them around that and learn, learn to get past that. But for you who are listening and working on this right now, learn how to disappoint the bully and learn how to please the people who are important and are valuable in your life. Stop qualifying to everyone and start validating, validating yourself instead. This will fill you up with confidence and it will turn the tables on your dynamic with everyone. Instead of screening you for how well you measure up to them, they're going to start to adjust to live up to what you expect because you're going to show what you expect. You're going to show, um, what your standards are and, and what you demand from them. And, not only must you stop qualifying and overcompensating, but you must also start to screen others. Okay. You, they look at you, they determine whether you're the right friend for them or whether you've done well at a certain task or whether you're, you know, whether they like your style or whether they would want to hang out with you. They are making those screen, they're screening that. Or another way to say that is, you know, assessing you or, um, you know, taking a good look at you to figure out how you fit to their standards. Well, you need to do that to them. So watch them decide if they meet your standards and let them know when they fall short. If a friend falls short, tell them that they've fallen short. This listening and noticing and sharing your truth with your friends is is how you build strong friendships. It's how it's how you keep a friendship interesting and how you and you how you help each other grow to become better people and how you keep the friendship alive. And when it comes to a bully, observing and assessing and judging the bully is what you need to do. It's saying, "I see you and this is how I'm going to handle you with my standards." And when you do that, when you start living up to your own standards and making other people qualify sometimes to you, it's going to shift everything around. Screening others might seem counterintuitive because you, if you're listening to this and you've been bullied, you're probably been, you've probably been doing it backwards. You've probably been letting them screen you and waiting for them to decide if you fit in, but pretty soon it's going to seem backward, just as backward. And you'll realize that to guess what other people want 
and ready that, that you're ready to cast yourself aside in hope that it will make them respect you is just the silliest thing ever. I mean, first you're guessing at what they want. Second, you're casting yourself aside and then thinking that's going to be respectable. It's just, it's it, when you, when you break it down like that, you just can see how just silly that is. So when you go with what you want to do and you put yourself in charge of your own life and you live by your own standards and you stand your ground and you decide how other people are going to measure up according to what you want and what you need, you will watch how all these people will fall in line. They will fall in line. They will either fall in line to be your friend or they will fall in line to bother somebody else because they'll know that you're not the one. You're not the one who's going to put up with that, who's going to sit there waiting to find out if you're okay with them because you already know you're okay and you're going to decide whether they're okay for you. So in the next few weeks, we're going to look at how to set personal standards like this and how to let go of neediness, the need to meet everyone else's standards. And by the time you start working on this, your self-qualification to other people is going to be more and more limited and you are going to be commanding a lot more respect and finding that you are attracting the right kind of friends into your life. Um, And that's really my biggest hope for you is that not only do you reverse the pattern of bullying, but that you find your way to some much better people in your life so you can have fun and enjoy things. All right. So take a look at this, take some notes, try to figure out ways that you might be self-qualifying to others and begin to reverse that pattern. And I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon.